You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Bradsky, the Pimps, the Pirates, the Hustlers, the people, the bus, and everyone else in between. Quarter Sunday, they make some Sports Talk Radio. We'll welcome our AM radio affiliates back in a couple of moments here. So, yeah, we were just talking about Tom Brady's situation. And so, as we stated, okay, misses 10 days of camp. That wasn't a big deal. Like, you know, he was he, he was getting divorced and whatever. Okay, so he tells him. But at some point, Tom, right, I can't believe we're saying this about Tom Brady. But at some point, Tom, like, you've got to say, okay. You know, you walk into the room and you say, all right, listen, guys, I really appreciate you guys putting up. I know it was you know, kind of unorthodox, but I'm ready to ball. Let's go. Let's go. And the thing is, so he does these press conferences. So I see him after the game. He goes, well, we're not executing. And every single one of us needs to look in the mirror and figure out why. And little did I know that you wouldn't even go to the walkthrough. You left the city. Remember, like this is it's not good. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. Like, dude, it's one thing not to be there on Wednesday. You can't not be there when you're the quarterback for the walkthrough. That's This is right out of, like, Vince Carter going to the graduation type thing. It's like, bro, you can go get your stupid little, you know, your degree after. The piece of paper will be there for you, Vince. We're playing the game 7 in the morning, okay? Like, if you don't know, remember Vince Carter with the Raptors years ago? For younger people, Vince Carter with the Raptors. They were playing a game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers in, in, in the playoffs. And Vince Carter went to North Carolina. He chartered like he made the Raptors fly into North Carolina on the you know the before the game to get a degree when he just could have waited and got the stupid piece of paper after, right? And of course, so he then he missed the shot at the end of the game, and people look whatever. So there's got to be a certain level of commitment that okay, you know what I mean? I can't be with you on Wednesday, but yeah, from Friday until I'm shutting up the outside world. Like we always hear about how Tom Brady compartmentalizes things. Well, this isn't like. Why would you leave to go to Robert Kraft's wedding? What's this, like wedding number six for this guy? Like, seriously. That's like missing work because your buddy that has like 13 girlfriends every month says, oh, I got a new girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and what? It's like Seinfeld. Right? Remember, you want to meet her? No. <laughs> she Remember, like, Seinfeld had a new girl every week, a girlfriend on the show? He said, I got a new girlfriend. Do you want to meet her? And uh, Lane goes, no, I don't. He goes, you just have it. You know, we'll meet her next week when there's a new one. Like, it was a joke within the joke type thing. 
I think Jerry just liked to do it to hit on them in real life, personally. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's another story. So you could say, okay, well, who cares, Marenzi? You're just a stupid idiot on the radio, and he's Tom Brady. So we can't call him out. Well, here's Andrew Whitworth. You know, Andrew Whitworth. Pretty pretty respected guy, Andrew Whitworth. Right? And he, he knows. He knows. He retired. He even said. He, he tells Colin Coward, I got to be honest with you. And it's not a fun thing to say, but for me, it really bothers me. It bothered me because that's how I look up to Tom Brady. That's a pivotal day to get ready and prepare. Um, all right, there was more. Of course, this is not a full. Um, he went on to say that the players in the NFL have always looked up to Tom Brady because of his work dedication. I can remember it off the top of my head, but let me get the full. He said, Tom Brady is always, uh, here it goes. See, why would the other people not just, like, have it all? from the ashes to take what you've got. Yard Barker. Bad reporting. Dead, but I'm not. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them. Everybody else in between, we're kicking it. Let's do this thing. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. We're uh, we're not done yet. Steve Del Vecchio from Larry Brown Sports uh, joined us. Uh, we've got Rick Saratella from the NFL Draft Bible, SI.com, Sports Illustrated, stepping up. And then George Kurtz from the Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks will join us in a couple of moments. George Kurtz is a big Yankee fan. The Yankees and the Guardians were delayed. We'll uh, get his thoughts on who has the advantage We'll get his thoughts on the National League Championship Series. We'll get his thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs closed as minus 530 favorites tonight, and they lost. You want to talk about underachievers, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Look up the word underachiever in the dictionary, and you will see. Actually, you'll see a lot. You'll see Denver Broncos, Chargers, Leafs. You'll see see a lot. Um, I saw Russell Wilson... I got the sound down, obviously. So I'm seeing his press conference. He looks depleted. Like I've never seen him look like this. Normally, he, you know, normally he's like Joel Olstein. Well, you know, he'll drop some god thing, and life is good, and you know, it's just a game, and every, you know, I mean, every day's a blessing. You know, that's his thing. He doesn't look like that right now. <laughs> he looks like he actually looks like kind of shocked. Like I, I'd never seen Russell. Like he looks worse right now in his press conference than he did after the Super Bowl. I'm dead serious. And I said on Twitter, I got to believe that it got ugly in the Broncos' room after. How much? There's only so much the Broncos' defense is going to take before. I mean, we're talking about emotional dudes, right? And emotions are going to run high after. So everybody gets in the room at once, and somebody's going to say something. Like, And I figured it would be tonight that somebody would just say, yo, you mother efforts, like in the room, like the defense versus the offense. That, yo, you know what I mean? We're out here busting our balls, and you guys can't get an F in first down. And now you guys drop the ball. Like, like I said, this stuff happens all the time, all right, in which the, the offense and defense will turn on each other in the room. You know, you guys can't get a stop. It's more, you know, but this is going to get ugly because Wilson makes a lot of money. And guys in the room know that. They're like, dude, you're making this guy's making $50 million a year, man. And he can't get us a first down. He's worse than Drew Locke.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Marincy. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. So much to unpack. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The mightier 1090 ESPN radio. San Diego in the house. And we'll break down the series with George Kurtz. Uh, shout out to everybody in Dallas, Texas. And Kurtz actually happens to be. Kurtz is hitting all the bases. He happens to be a, a Cowboy fan and a Yankee fan. One, one note, though, about um, Russell Wilson. And I just said, like, if you see his press conference... He looked like sad type stuff. Like normally he rolls out like the Joel Olstein positivity, this and that. And that's what I wanted to say. I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with him being a religious person and a man of faith. And it is true. This is just a game. But the problem is it's not a game to the fans, right? Like to the people of Denver, it's not a game. And even if all that is true, like in real life, it is true. These games do not matter, uh, you, know, you know, in the big picture. God doesn't care, you know, heaven and hell and all this will not be judged by Nate Hackett's decisions. He's a nice guy, you know what I'm saying? But people, it's sort of like, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to know your famous actress or whatever or, you know, women like in Hollywood. It's like, hey, listen, it's better if people think you're single, Okay. Even if they'll never be with you, the the illusion is still that they could be somehow, right? The illusion is like, you know, like perception of reality in life. And it doesn't sit well with people if Russell Wilson comes out after a loss and goes, let's ride. And, you know, while I, you know, I'm a man of faith and family and then football and, dude, people are paying money. People live and die for this. Don't tell them that. They don't have $250 million, Russ. It's easier for you to love God, right? You know what I mean? It's easier for you to tell people, well, you know, it's just a game and I love faith and football and and my family. You have hundreds of millions of dollars. You live in a mansion. You've got a hot wife. The fans don't. They don't want to hear that, right? They want to hear that I'm extremely disappointed in myself, that I suck and I'm going to do everything possible. Like, you know what I mean? You got to roll out like basically I apologize to the city of Denver, I know the standard is higher here than I am delivering, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get this here, right? And then people are like, all right, listen, man, give him a chance, back off, you know what I'm saying? 
But when you roll out the, you know, uh, let it ride and doing videos and dancing every day and stuff, there's nothing to dance about. It's not funny. You're right. You traded like, you know, this is a business. You know, it's it's let's just call it off for this. It's a business. It's not a game. It's a business. Right. You have the te- team just got sold for five billion dollars. So it's a it's a business. And they gave away four picks for this. Right. It's you know what I mean? They can't just be the let it ride and dance and TikTok videos, man. Because that's when somebody on the defense is going to start punching people in the face in the locker room. Let's bring in George Kurtz right now. What's going on, Kurtz? Well, we got a little bit of a reprieve tonight, huh? For us as a Yankee fan here. But uh, I think what you're trying to say is, uh, you know, most most professional players are given some kind of, uh, what do I call it, media course of how to talk, you know, to the fans, to the media, about what you should talk about, about even if you don't mean it. Say sort of what you're saying here. Oh, I got to be better. I didn't play well tonight. Fans will understand that for the most part. They'll, at least they'll give you a second, third chance here before they're not going to care about any more of you playing crappy for six weeks here. But uh, the way he comes across is not going to work in Denver. The thing is, if you come across like you don't care, right? That's the thing. Even if you don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. Even if you don't, the Dodgers are the same way. Like, right now, there's a lot of anger with Dodger fans that – there was an anger with the team. You know what I mean? It's like, do these guys even care? Like, even I brought it up the other day. I said, where's, like, the life? Where's the passion, man? Like, where's the, you know what I mean? Well, you guys are, do you have fun doing this? Right? Like, did you see any of the Dodgers smile, George, during a series ever? Like, even when San Diego were losing and down, man, they were smiling and, like, getting the crowd into it. Like, they were enjoying the moment. The Dodgers look like it's a job, right? And it's like, well, all right, we didn't win, but... The Dodgers still owe me, you know, $350 million anyways, right? You know, you just sort of get that feeling from them. And that's, you know, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's the feeling. The, the, the Dodger players just don't seem to care enough when they lose. Um, and fans don't like that, right? You got to fake it. Like I said, it's not hard, George. You roll out. I'm very disappointed in myself. I know I can be better. In fact, I'm, I'm embarrassed. And I know the standards are high Even here. If you don't mean we're going to get there. Even if you don't mean it, just say those words. What are you on the media conference for? A couple of minutes? Say all the right things. I mean, come on. There's a million little, uh, you know, cliches you can say there and stuff like that. Yeah. Once the game's over and you're away from the media, you can laugh, go bananas. Maybe you don't give a crap. It is a job. We hear, we hear this over and over again. It is a job. But uh, once, when you're from the media, don't act like that. Yeah, as you said, you know, uh, not all of us have a, uh, you know, a crooked number in front and then ten zeros after that, crooked, after that number in our bank account. You know, so a lot of fans are taking this very seriously, where it's live and die. It's how they, uh, you know, their workday is over. They watch a game that night. They want to feel good about themselves. They want their home team to win. They spend money on the merch. They spend money on the tickets. They spend money on the cable packages to watch all these things. So I, I get that. I get that. But uh, it's, come on, Gabe. You, it, the game has changed since you and I first started watching uh, sports. In the 70s, they all cared about winning. It's all they cared about winning. 80s, too, for that matter, because they wanted that playoff money. That playoff money meant so much. They needed that extra money. Now these players mean, yeah, all right, I lost. Well, oh, I don't care. I'm going to Aruba. What do I care? Yeah, but not all of them. It's not. No, look no, at, no, not all. Of course. No, like we can't. You can't. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like even Dion Sanders was on 60 Minutes. I didn't get an opportunity to see the interview. Uh, I saw some of the clips and you know the the takeaways from. It. I'm actually going to sit down and watch that. But um, Dion Sanders was asked because he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job, and, you know, there's talk about him going to a big-time college and coaching, and he was asked about coaching in the NFL, and he said he would never coach in the NFL because players don't care enough. 
He said, he said, oh, I wouldn't be able to handle dealing with players that don't love the game that I love so much. And I thought that was like, and I like Dion, but I thought it was a pretty presumptuous statement from him. There's a difference, Dion, between you being a better player than other people. Then that doesn't mean that they don't love the game, right? You know, tell that to, to J.J. Watt, bro, that played a couple of days after his heart stopped, George. You know what I mean? Guy's already rich. J.J. Watt didn't need to play that game. He did. How about Jordan Poyer? I wanted to get to this story. Do you hear about Jordan Poyer to Buffalo Bills? I did. Um, he was not clear to fly. All right? So think about this. Imagine being told, you know, you're not healthy enough to get on a plane. Like doctors say, listen, you can't, you can't get on a plane um, right now because you're not, you're not healthy enough. He drove 16 hours across five states, 1,000 miles to play in this football game because, and he had a collapsed lung. <laughs> like, so, you know what I mean? Like, so when Dion says, oh, today's players don't care, I mean, like, the average fan, too, thinks sort of that because, you know, we're bitching about Russell Wilson, George, you know what I mean? And, oh, he makes all this money, he's got this and that. Yeah, what about guys like Jordan Boyer? You know what I mean? Imagine if they said, listen, I got a collapsed lung. The doctors won't even let me on an effing plane. I can't play a football game in two days. No, he says, you know what? Let's let Buck, you know, strap it up, Buttercup. Let's drive the 15 hours and do this thing. And he did. That's caring. If that's not caring, I don't know what is, Kurtz. Oh, no, agreed. Uh, you know, I don't know because the air pressure is obviously going to be bad uh, for the lung there. We've heard that before. I, I, imagine, I, I believe Deshaun Watson did the same thing, believe it or not. When they were yes. playing, uh, I think it was after the Cowboy game, they were playing in Florida. He took a 12-hour bus far. ride from Texas to Florida. Yeah, so not quite as far as Poya, but uh, same sort of thing. I, you know, well, I think 12 hours and 15 hours. Care about his winning. Same right? thing. All fans care about his winning. They don't, they don't want to hear about anything else. But I, I'll admit, I get kind of annoyed uh, when, uh, you know, let's say the Cowboys are losing. And you see the players laughing on the sideline late in the game when the game's over and smiling. <laughs> It gets to me as well. Then I, I let it go quickly, but it does bother me as well. I mean, you just lost a game, man. I mean, uh, you might, might, might be a little bit upset about it, a little bit. Even though, for all I know, someone said a funny joke. I don't know, you know. So uh, I understand the fans' passion for it. I do, but uh, I I'd rather let it go much quicker than uh, some other people can. The late night anger management class. This is sports rage. I am Gabriel Moretti. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works. In which case, he's a button pusher.
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Man, a lot of stuff to unpack uh, here. A lot of stuff uh, going on, and um, including the NBA. I can't believe the NBA is here. We've got a bunch of futures uh, for you. I'm fired up uh, for the NBA. So the Major League uh, Baseball playoffs. There should have been a game uh, tonight. Uh, rain, um, rain push this game to tomorrow and you know you gotta wonder when they knew or what the deal is and you know people are talking about because it is a big new york thing george where the yankees and the mets have been both accused of this a lot of roping fans in while they know they're not going to play the game the mets that you know was a big problem where people are like really upset it takes a long time to get to a game in new york so people spend all this time like, think about it tonight. How much money did the Yankees make on parking, George? That, you know, that, that's not refundable. You know what I'm saying? Like, just stuff like that. There's, you know, they, they make a lot of money from this. But I understand them wanting to get the game in and all this. Yet, we have to wait. I was going to take the Yankees tonight. And in fact, the sportsbook didn't refund me. The last I checked, my money was still tied up uh, in this game. The number has changed. It keeps going up right now. And there's been a pitching change for the Yankees. With Cortez getting the start right now, George. Cortez, minus 165. The Guardians still have Savali listed as the starter at plus 145 right now. Yeah, uh, a couple of things here. Well, one, the Yankees have nothing to do with the cancellation tonight. That's Major League Baseball. The Yankees have no say in this, neither does Cleveland for that matter. That's all up to Major League Baseball. That's a good point. So they don't, don't control the playoff game. The game in. All right, uh, they want to get the game in because uh, you know, they want to avoid the afternoon game tomorrow. All right, they want to get it in tonight. I, I get it. I mean, yeah, but what do you make of it? Also, what do you make of the fact the Yankees are the ones that made the pitching change, not Cleveland? Are you buying that? Are you buying that Savali's pitching tomorrow? All right, I, I know it's what Frank Kona said. Why? I, I can only, the only thing I can think of is he's just trying to think. Oh, you know what? Uh, Savali, Yankees aren't hitting. Well, he might pitch very well anyway. And this way, if we do beat the Yankees, we got Bieber going Game One against the Astros. Is he thinking? You know, is he thinking like that? I mean, is, is no. He you know what I here? think? What I think he's thinking? I'll let Savali go once or twice through the. I'll let him go once through the lineup and see what happens. If I can get three I, I, or four from him, and then I'll bring Bieber in. Ballsy. It's just ballsy, Gabe. I mean, Bieber said he wanted to pitch today. Today is a Monday, by the way, that he could pitch today. So I'm letting Bieber go. He's my best. I'm letting him go. I'm sorry, he has to stop me. Maybe he can give me four or five innings here, but he's he's going for me. So yeah, I, I, I don't mind. Savelli's never pissed in the playoffs. Ever. Yankee Stadium, game five? No, I'm going with Bieber. Yeah, yeah I, I understand. I understand both both thoughts. I'm just speaking out loud. I don't know, like, if that's the... I thought that, the, you know what I mean? They were like, and I saw someone tonight in Cleveland saying, you know, Bieber should go four or five innings tomorrow, right? So... That's what I, I don't have a problem with it, George. Savali thought he was going to pitch. He's mentally prepared for this, right? He's got an extra night of rest. He's mentally prepared. He's watching the tape. They're going to manage, and we always talk about it, George. It's not like he's going to decide what pitches he's throwing, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, baseball is so robotic now, but they're going to tell him. Like, they're just going to say, just listen to us and throw the pitch that we tell you to throw, right? To this guy, throw low. He's going to throw here. They Like, they're going to have a little report I think they think, George, you know what I mean? Let's get see if we can get through two, three innings here to line up once, and then we roll in Bieber for four or five, and then we go to our pen in the seven, eight, nine type thing. I think the pen's going more than seven, eight, nine. Uh, 
I, I think I would reverse what you're saying. I, I would still have Bieber go. I don't think Bieber can go more than four or five innings anyway. Like I said, I don't know what his numbers are in three days rest. Maybe they're horrific. And maybe that's why this is not happening. Maybe he's dealing with Yeah, but what's the point if you about. throw him out there for the first few innings and then it's scoreless and after three, four innings and he's out of the game, then he has zero impact on the game. But I don't want my ace coming in relief. I mean, he's never done that before either. I want him to start the game. I, I hear that, but there's the a difference between – I hear that, I get it. But to me, there's a, there's a difference, George, between coming in as a starter in the third inning or fourth inning or something, knowing I'm going to pitch a bunch of innings – than taking like one of the starters in the ninth inning and saying, "Yeah, you've never been a, a closer before, but we're going to drop you on the hill here in the ninth inning with the game on the line." Yankees tried that; that didn't work. Vitaly on game <laughs> two. I mean, I, I, I mean, with uh, Bieber could be it usually uh, it's useless tomorrow. What if the Yankees score four runs and two innings off Savard? That's the thing. What if they get to him early? Then it's pointless to save Bieber, right? I, I said, I'm not. I'm just not dying with that bullet in my uh, chamber. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I can't. I just can't. They I could. Just, uh, they could say, you know what? You're right, though, George. It would not, would it shock you if we woke up in the morning and it was like, I oh, yeah, Bieber starting, change a pitcher. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I would be shocked if it's not Bieber. Or at least very surprised. Because it is a good point. Keep the Yankees guessing a little bit as well. You know what I mean? Right, Just say, whatever. Sure. Tell Savali, listen, nothing against you, but Bieber's going here, but we don't want, we, we want the Yankees and everyone to think. We're, gonna, we're not going to let people know until the media find out when they see you warming up tomorrow type thing in the morning, you know? I don't think Bieber can give you more than four or five, but if he gives you that, Clause is going at least two, if not two plus, maybe three. So really, you're only worried about two innings then, fifth and sixth, to get through. And that bullpen's good enough to get through that. With, uh, you know, you go Karinchak, I know he had problems. I think it was game two or three with the walking people. But still, De Los Santos is good. Hanches has been good. Like I said, I for me, Gabe, it's just something I believe in. I am not dying with my best player or best pitcher possibly not being of value tomorrow. Like I said, if you don't start him and you're down four runs, he's useless. He's starting for me. Well, I, I'm wondering the same thing. We could talk about Tyler Anderson getting taken out of the day game for the Dodgers, but they went down with Urias pitching once in the series. You know what I mean? Never getting back out there. A couple innings here, a couple innings there, but everything is just so micromanaged from upstairs now. I don't even know how much power the managers really even have. Uh, I think Frank Kona does, though. I don't think Boone does. I don't think, how much power does Boone, Boone really no have? Power. Yeah. And uh, Boone, has, he can make in-game moves. Of course, when who's the game, baseball guy that. telling Boone, though? It's not Cashman, right? So who's Cashman's guy it's that's the feeding? the analytics department. Every, yeah. The Yankees are all analytics. All analytics. So they just have a staff, right? And Cashman, yes. likes he takes what he likes from that and then feeds it in. Yeah. This is why Girardi got, I guess why they got rid of Girardi. Girardi, you know, even though he, he was called the binder, that. but he didn't always yeah. go by it. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's uh, what happened with Mike Sosha, the old catchers, George. Old catchers, you can't tell them what to do, right? Like they're going to be like, no, no I'm not they used to call the game themselves. Yeah, right. They used to run on the game. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, but you can't. Uh, but Bo- Boone has been horrific this postseason. I mean, he's been really bad. Yeah, but so is Francona. Francona, look at his weird challenges. Francona hasn't been on top of his game either. But that's generally not the manager, right? They're being told that's the that's the challenge guy. All right, yeah, the it's not football, don't George. Where you, it's hard to this. It's not football where it's hard to tell. Like, you're in the dugout. You know. It's not like football where it's like, I don't know if his, his foot was in bounds. He's 60 yards away from me. You're Francona. You're in the dugout. Like, I, you can't just throw the people under the bus. Like, Francona has eyes, too. He's on the field, right? Yeah, but he still hit the players at least 30, 40, 50. Come on. Your eyes the same at, uh, at our age as they were when we were younger? Hell, I wear glasses now. 
So my, uh, no, my vision is uh, perfect. I, I never squint. <laughs> no, I, I have a hard time <laughs> seeing a computer in front of me. I don't, you know, it's the one thing that bothers me. FanDuel, man. I don't like that. It's too white and light. I have a hard time reading the numbers now. I'm like, I like that. I'm going to tell them, change your color font for old people. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have an option like that, by the way. A lot of those sites do. Uh, especially when you're doing, oh, man, your phone. I know on iPhones, we can change. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, what, like dark or whatever? You're right. Hey, you can change yeah. the backdrop or you something. Change the background, yeah. Dark, whatever they call it. But I know my yeah. uh, the iPhones, you can do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, the challenges generally come from upstairs. That's why they, you always see him listening to the the bench coach. He tells you, because uh, he's talking to the guy. Well, girl, for that matter, that's telling you, yeah, challenge it, yeah, don't challenge it. But a challenge on both sides have been awful a couple of times. Like, what are you, what are you seeing that we're not seeing? It's fairly obvious that it, this the could happen. The been awful too. The ump, the umping was worse in the National League, though. No, it's to me, the San Diego LA was really bad. Like the the umps, like the the, the strike zone and the, the the balls and strikes were whacked. Um, all right, so what's the, I've never seen. Something like this before, guys, where the number has changed three times for this baseball game, George. It's never been played. <laughs> like, there was an original number. It was seven, George. And then, like, tonight when it was supposedly going to be played at 10 o'clock or something, it moved to seven and a half. Like, the total went up, which I found was weird because I'm like, I don't right, know why the total would go up. Yeah. It's like it's raining. The field's going to be wet. The ball won't, like, you know what I mean? Like in the gap, the ball, it's like golf. It's going to drop. Like, I know they have it's good cool. irrigation systems, but, yeah, like, the ball won't travel as much. Rain for baseball players isn't conducive to an over. Like, it isn't. And it went up, George, to seven and a half. So, I was like, all right, I got to get the bet in, whether they're playing or not. I'll just put the bet in because I don't want to miss it in case they start. So, I got the bet in. And now, boom, we see the change of pitcher for the Yankees. With Nasty Nestor going now, minus 165, and George, now they're back to seven right now. We're all over the place with this game. Are you still taking the Yankees now tomorrow? Yeah, but I I think Bieber's going to pitch. Uh, I do. So that worries me a little bit. Yeah, but I'm still taking the Yankees. Game five, Yankee Stadium, it's Cleveland. I mean, they're, they're going with, one of the reasons they're going with Nestor, who, by the way, also won't pitch deep into the game. He's on three days rest, so no one knows what he's going to do either, by the way. You know, then I think uh, maybe uh, Domingo Herman comes in or Italian comes in after that. So it's a whole guessing game for the Yankees as well of what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, it'll be a small play on the Yankees. I want to go on the under again, but my worry is this. It's seven right now. I wonder if Bieber is announced the starter in the AM if it goes it'll to six go and a half. Six and a half, it will. Yeah, because I think it's going to come down a half a run. You could get that number now, but you have to specifically say action. Right, for baseball betting guys, it will get us on the other side. If you want to take a chance now and you think, all right, because if Bieber pitches, the number will come down as well. But you can take the Indians and say action, which means it doesn't matter which pitcher is pitching. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Maranci. Sir, XM Channel 159. I'm on your 1090 ESPN Radio. The 50,000-watt juggernaut up and down. The coastal, beautiful West Coast. And uh, 97.1, the freak. Shout out to Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces, Radio Networks. George Kurtz kicking with us. So, I was talking about Jordan Poyer earlier, the Buffalo Bills. This guy, he had a collapsed lung. They told him, you can't fly. So, he drove from Buffalo to Kansas City, played in a football game. Very uh, heroic um, performance, uh, you know, stepping up for the team. Not like Armed Forces, like the people tuning in heroic, but sports heroic. And I want to pat myself on the back as well for stepping up. And Matthias can do a test of this. And I don't know if you heard, Matthias, the thud, or you just heard me swearing after the incident happened, right before the show started, in which I smashed my knee into the corner of a wood desk right in the set here. Like, really hard, too. Like, bang! Except I've done it like three, four times. And now, like, I've got, like, water. Like, I can, like, my, my, my knee is damaged type thing. Like, plus, I uh, had a little incident in Las Vegas with my knee as well. Like, basically, my knee's taking a lot of abuse. And did you hear the, the, the crash, or did you just hear me swearing and screaming after? Oh, Gabe, I heard you nice dropped the whole set. I thought, you, I thought you broke your set, Gabe. I thought you dropped everything. Nah, the... Uh, the wood is too thick for me to break it. If it, put it this way, my bone is breaking before the table is. <laughs> like, like there's, was, that's, when you told me that you hit your leg, I was actually somewhat relieved because I thought it was actually your computer that you might have broke or something like that. So I was like, oh, thank God. It's not the computer or your new phone. <laughs> yeah, but you heard, yeah, exactly, the phone. Yeah, the phone. <laughs> the phone's as much, costs as much as the computer does. Imagine if you shatter yeah. your screen on, like, the first week, right back to square one. <laughs> uh, I was just, I turned around and, like, walked right into the pointy part of, like, this, like, it, it, it was very painful. Uh, it, it, it wasn't fun, Kurtz. So I'm pretty, I think it was a heroic performance for me to step up and do this show, right, right after the fact. Uh, I got to say, all right, so let's uh, get into um, San Diego and Philadelphia. The series price opened uh, minus 120. San Diego were minus 120 series favorites, and that's where it stands right now. It hasn't moved. San Diego minus 120. They played uh, seven times this year. Philadelphia won four of the seven, yet it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Right, like they they played in July or whatever. They're two different teams now. They're both peaking at the right time. They're incredibly similar teams, George, and the way that they're built, with their pitching, with with the the power, the bats that they have, you know, right down to the fact. Well, the Nola brothers going against each other is an interesting twist. But Manny Machado and and Bryce Harper, George, right, two superstars carrying their baseball teams. Bryce Harper's been unbelievable. Three home runs, 10 hits, and 23 at-bats, hitting 500 against the Braves in that series. And I find it interesting, George, that they were both sort of maligned over the years, but here they are right now, carried their teams to where they are, and they were both part of the same free agency class in 2019 as well. So it's come full circle. Who do you like to win the series? I like the Padres. I like the Padres. I think everything you said is true. I do think the Padres' pitching staff is deeper. I think once again, seven-game series, 
that bullpen, I think, is going to be an issue for the Phillies. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, as for the Padres anyway, Hayter seems to have figured it out, where he's that pitcher again, uh, that dominant guy. Suarez is pitching well as the setup man in the eighth inning. And like I said, the Padres' starting staff just goes, it, it's deeper. It's just deeper than the Phillies here. I don't know how much longer you can uh, you know, ride Wheeler and Nola, who have been fantastic, but the Padres can go, what, four deep into starters here? Yeah, you know, Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, eh, Clevenger, and I, uh, they can be beat uh, when those guys start take the over. But uh, I just like the fact that they're, it's, it's the bullpen that really commits it for me. I like the Padres in six. I wouldn't expect those guys to start. I think I think things will get tightened up and shortened up here. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but... I think one I think of them, those, they're not going to go with three starters. One of them has no, to No, I know, ahead. but it'll sort of be... A collection of guys in the other game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I'm Agreed. saying? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not going to say, all right, he's our guy. Like, no, no, it'll be like, all right, we'll take these three guys, and it'll be all three of them, like, or whatever. Uh, you know, it's sort of the three. But you're right. Listen, it's fascinating, though, if you look at their the big three, right? So, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Wheeler, Nola, Wheeler, Nola, Suarez. Who do you give the advantage to there? It's kind of even, uh, but I'm, San Diego, yeah, I'd say. I, I, I Slight advantage Padres. San Diego. I mean, I might say that Wheel, if I was going to do a fantasy draft, I might take Wheeler and Nola before any of the Padres, but it's Wheeler and Nola, then easily the next three of the Padres guys before I get to a Philly guy as a far sixth. So, uh, it, it, listen, I think it's close, but I do like the starting pitching better for San Diego, but I like the bullpen a lot better. I think the offense is about even. Yeah, I think that's a good point to your race. I, 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 I do buy into what you're talking about, about the bullpen advantage for San Diego. The total is seven in game one tomorrow night. So it's Wheeler versus Darvish, obviously. Right now, San Diego at minus 126, Philadelphia plus 108. George, there's a lot of power on Philadelphia's, you know, in that dugout, you know, in that lineup. A lot of power. But this is a big-time playoff game. Nerves are going to be, you know, this this just and now it's it's for real, real. The winner's going to the World Series. You have two great pitchers on the hill. I got to say that this is going to be a. I don't think it turns into a a a track meet. Do you? Maybe there's a couple of home runs here or there, but hard to bet the over seven, in my opinion, in this game. I'm not betting the over. I'm not saying I'm going to bet the under yet. I don't have a feel for it, but I'm leaning towards the under. I love these strikeout props, by the way. Darvish, five and a half. Wheeler is at four and a half. I'm going to go over on both. And I think they're both going to strike out some players here. Like I said, I think there'll be some nerves. I think there'll be uh, guys swinging maybe harder than they should be or not quite in their uh, not quite in their game for an at-bat or two here. That's probably my favorite bets right now, the over on the starting pitches are their strikeout props. George Kurtz uh, kicking it with us, Sports Grid Radio and Television Network. I think the Houston Astros. I think the Astros are going to win the World Series, George. And I know I'm not oh, going out on a limb. Right now. They're just laughing. Yeah, you know, Yeah, even though the Dodgers underachieve, you're right. You know that Dusty Baker and the Astros are glad that they're gone. The Dodgers were likely the only team that could have beaten the Astros. I mean, listen, I'm not knocking the Padres, possibly. You know, but the Phillies like that same problem there. But the Astros are loving this. They, they don't care who uh, the Yankees and Guardians, they don't care. You know, I, I, they, they know they're going to beat either one of those teams. Have a few more rainouts. All right? Uh, they, they're, they're absolutely <laughs> loving this. You know, I mean, Major League Baseball screwed this schedule a big time. Uh, great for the Astros here. And they get to wait, wait, wait. I know some people said, well, you know, the Astros had a couple of days off. They might be rusty. Well, you know, they, they played 18 innings on Saturday. They needed a couple of days to get everybody healthy. They are absolutely loving this uh, 
you know, the uh, Guardians and Yankees going to five games, having another rain out. No rest for those uh, teams. They won't get to Houston until, what, mid-morning of the of game night? You know, 3, 4 in the morning, assuming they take off right after the game. If not later than that, the game goes later. The Astros are uh, living the good life right now. You know who else is enjoying this? Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac is um, is poised to win the largest payout in American sports betting history if the Houston Astros win the World Series. He bet $10 million at various sports books. Houston Furniture Store owner Jim Mattress Mack, we all know who, you know, you know Mattress Mack, has placed a total of $10 million in bets on the Astros to win the World Series at six different sports books in May and July. If Houston wins it all, Mack will take home a record 726 million dollars and i'll tell you what we have uh matoy pearson on every wednesday on the tv show am i here and um yeah right george (laughs) i heard him say my hair always something with this like jesus oh you know like it never ends so yeah 72.6 million dollars why is everybody so like challenged all the time? <laughs> like I got like I, I really like I, I've got to say I've never been around people that like have a hard as hard of a time using a phone. Uh, we'll find out what happened, or maybe we won't. Who knows? At this point, uh, are we getting him back, Matthias? Right now, what's going on with Kurtz? I don't like problems. We have too many of them. Right? It'd be nice to just sort of smoothly get through a phone call without something happening. Except George, you know, between us and George, though, it's like, it's amazing, you know, that we were able to successfully talk for that long. <laughs> actually, you know what? To Kurtz's credit, actually, um, there's a lot less rattling than it normally is, to be honest. I bet you Mattress Mac has more money than this on this, too. Because he can't help himself. He bets all the time, this guy. So yeah, $72.6 million. So as I was saying, we have uh, we got Matoy Pearson on from WinBet on uh, on every Wednesday. And he was telling us that WinBet is very concerned. He wasn't kidding. He goes, yeah, no, we've, we've got a problem here, like with the Astros winning. So don't forget, too, he, you know, he's a nice guy, this guy. A lot of people, like, you know, think, oh, he just does this for publicity. What, 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 the guy's 71 years old. He owns a mat, you know, he owns a furniture outlet in Houston. What do we, how much publicity does this guy need? He's already gotten publicity, right? He likes to bet on sports. He really does. Like, you know what I mean? This isn't just a gimmick. He likes to bet on sports. He has money. And also, he turns it into cool promotions for his, his customers. I brought up Joel Osteen before. Listen, man, when, when they had that hurricane and the flood and all that in Houston, Mattress Mac let people sleep in the stores on the furniture and stuff. Joel Osteen didn't let people in the church. <laughs> he locked the door. He said, no, I'm not letting homeless people in here. Uh, are you crazy? So, yeah, so the bets are the latest in a series of wagers by Mac to reduce the risk of promotions at his gallery furniture store. Yeah, yeah, he's also just a degenerate. All right, so until recently, he offered customers who bought $3,000 or more in furniture, double their money back. After we did the Kentucky Derby promotion, 
Um, that was when the COVID recession was really coming on. The furniture business went from boom to bust. We had to do something to increase sales, and that certainly did. The promotion now offers customers who buy $3,000 or more of furniture their money back if Houston wins at all. See, that's a pretty good, like, promotion, actually. See, it's good for everybody. Because then if you're in Houston, it's like you're betting on um, you're betting on the game. You know I mean? You're betting on them to win. So it's like, all right, I'm going to buy a $3,000 couch or mattress or something. I'm going to go home and cheer for the Astros. And if the Astros win, I get it for free. <laughs> so it's, it's not a bad, you know, it's not bad. Uh, the Astros got pretty hot. The amount of exposure went up. Hopefully, I can give a lot of money back to the customers. In May, Mac wagered $4 million to win $42 million in Louisiana. He bet $3 million at 10 to 1 at Caesars and $1 million at 12 to 1 at WinBet. That's the one that Matoy was telling us about. They're on the hook for $12 million at WinBet. In July, he wagered $6 million to win $30.6 million, $2 million at 5 to 1 at BetGM, BetMGM at the Bellagio. He bet $2 million at Barstool Sportsbook in Louisiana. <laughs> he bet a million dollars at 5-1 to one in Iowa at Betfred. Like I said, this guy's just flying around the country placing bets all day. This is Sportrage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, we've got a George Kurtz update. He lost his internet or his power or something. I don't know. Something. So I was about to snap. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? What the hell is going on here? I, you know what? I don't mind, but I hate when I ask someone a question, when I throw it to someone and they're not there. And I don't know they're not there. All I heard George is say, uh, can anyone hear me? And he was gone. So yeah, George, uh, I don't know, George's in the dark right now. If you want to go scare Kurtz, now's the time to do it. <laughs> in the middle of the night in Long Island. <laughs> no, I don't encourage that. Less than 24 hours away from the start of the National Basketball Association. We, we got some future picks uh, for you that uh, we're going to get to. Man, this San Diego, where were we? We're going to conclude the baseball talk. Yeah, San Diego and Philadelphia, really tough series, isn't it? It really is. I think I think Kurtz is on. I think San Diego. I think he's right. I think the bullpen is a difference. I think the bullpen, San Diego's bullpen, is better than Philadelphia's, and I think it'll matter in in very close games. They're both very similar. Like they're both, you know what I mean? It's they're really evenly matched teams. They both have the same sort of thing going for them right now. It's a great series. As a Dodger fan, it sickens me, but it's a great series. 
I think San Diego wins. We got to give a pick. Now I should I should let you know I'm like Mattress Mac. I think the Houston Astros are going to win the uh, the World Series, and I have a piece of them. That's like the only consolation. Whatever the Dodgers are done, but at least I've got money on the Astros to win now. I like Dusty Baker too. I think it's going to be Houston versus San Diego, and then Houston beats San Diego in the World Series. Rick Saratella will step up and in. NFL Draft Bible, SI.com. This is Sports Rage. Bring it.